We're in Galatians tonight, chapter 5. We kind of slowed down a little bit. We have been, been getting about a chapter or a half a chapter a week. And over the last, last couple, of, couple of weeks, we kind of slowed down a little bit. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. Now, last week Paul had, had, had told the people, hey, look, you know, why are you, you were doing so well, why do you want to stop now? He had been talking about going back into that a yoke of slavery. He was telling them, look, you are, you are freed in Christ. You don't have to go back to these things uh, that weigh you down. Again, he's just stressing that freedom that they have. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to read the text. Father God, we come to you tonight, and we thank you for these good words, and they are good tonight that we're going to look at. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would just speak to us, dear Lord, and we thank you. It's good to be here tonight, God. It's been a, it's been a good day, dear Lord, and we just thank you for taking good care of us, and we thank you that we can come together as a church family and that we can smile and that we can see uh, boys and girls around the world that are being reached, dear Lord, and that know that you love them. God, that we see even, even friends that we have here by God in this card. We see how you're working, dear Lord, and it's for your glory that all these things that, that happen uh, take place, dear Lord, so that people can know that you love them, so people can know that Jesus loves them. And so I pray that tonight as we read your word that you would help our minds just to be at ease, to be focused, God, that you would uh, humble me, dear Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross and that the Holy Spirit would do a, a mighty work through these words tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Starting with verse 13. For you were called to be free, brothers. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. Now, he, he, he's, 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 he's kind of making a, a kind of pulling everything back together here, I believe, is what Paul's doing. Because as humans, we have, this, we have this tendency, I think all of us do, we have the tendency to go to extremes. When something comes up, we tend to either go to the extreme one way or we go to the extreme the other way. I think uh, politics, where we got that that's fresh on our mind. Uh, we see some people and they are just so extreme for one side or so extreme for the other side. Anything that happens as opposed to what they think, it just becomes a big to-do and you see people uh, just just crying. I saw on the TV today people just broken, and I understand it's tough when when you're pulling for one thing and it doesn't happen. And I think as humans we just have that tendency with with all things that we do. I know I do for sure. Maybe y'all don't struggle with that, but but I think that maybe that was part of the struggle that was going on with the people of Galatia, is there was this problem of, of, of going to the extreme. You have one group of people who are going to the extreme, and that is saying, we are going to follow the law, I mean to the T, we are going to follow it. But then you, you see some in the Bible that, that, that Paul addresses and that are addressed in Scripture that, that Paul has to call back and say, hey, look, you know, just because you have this freedom, it doesn't give you a right to go out and just sin, 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 so that grace can abound all the more. No, that's not what, what, what Paul is saying. And so we have to be careful. Some people take freedom as a license. That is a license just to do anything that they want. And some people uh, take that freedom and then they say, well, we're going to be legalistic and we're going we're to do all these things and, and, and be under this burden of legalism. But what Paul is trying to make sure that the people of Galatia don't do and what we as Christians want to make sure we don't do is go to one extreme or the other because right in the middle of, of license to do anything and legalism, if you meet in the middle, you find Jesus. 
Jesus is right in the middle of those things because some of those things that people who are legalistic do are things that we as Christians should do. It's not that everything that a legalist does or a person that lives by the letter of the law, it's not that everything that they do is evil. There are some good things that those people who live to that extreme do. It's also, it's not that all those people who have a license and live in freedom, they may be living in freedom. And it's not that everything that they do is bad. We as Christians, we have some freedoms and we need to live in those things. But what we want to be careful of is that we do not go to extremes is that we know that Jesus is, is right in the middle of those two things. And so Paul had been preaching pretty hard to these people of Galatia, saying, don't live in the law, don't live in the law, don't live in the law, you got freedom. But on the flip side of that, some people may say, all right, I'm free to do whatever. And then they go to the extreme the other way. So he's bringing them back here and he says, look, you brothers have this freedom, you have this liberty in Christ Jesus, only, he says... Don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And we, Christian, have to be careful of that too. Because we have a lot of freedoms in Christ, but we have to make sure that we don't use our freedoms that we have for the flesh. For instance, here's, a, here's an example that's in Scripture. There were some people that struggled with, should we eat this or should we eat that? Well, we are free as Christians to eat anything we want, but we don't want to use our freedom just because we're free to eat anything to just eat too much of it and eat unhealthily and cause ourselves to get in bad shape. We want to be careful not to do that. So we have a freedom to eat, but we want to still remain healthy. There are lots of freedoms that we have that we can go to the extreme on that can cause sinfulness in our life. I was thinking of just some things that I like. I like I like playing the guitar as bad as I am. That's something that I've really grown to love to do. I like playing video games. There's all kind of hobbies that we may have. It may be shooting guns. It may be archery. It may be canoeing. It may be watching movies. It may be painting. It may be sewing. And all of those things we can do. We are free as Christians to do those things that we want to do. Only we shouldn't use our freedom... To, to, to let us indulge in the, in the desires of the flesh and let us, and let us uh, uh, be, give in to sinfulness. We, we've, one example that I've talked about in, in detail as we've looked at the book of Galatians is, is, that, is that we are freed from the Sabbath law. That is, we are not under the letter of the law. And I even made the statement, don't go out here saying, well, we don't ever have to go to church again. That would be the extreme license saying we can do whatever we want. But we need to come and we need to go. And it's, it's not like I believe that God's going to strike us dead if we miss church every once in a while. But we need to continue to come and we need to be in God's Word. And there is good for us to come in fellowship. And if we get out of the habit of coming, then the likelihood of us not being in the church and perhaps being somewhere that we shouldn't are doing something that we shouldn't. We are in turn using the freedom that we had and we are pleasing the flesh, and it is causing sinfulness. So Paul is saying, look, you have this freedom in Christ, only don't use your freedom just for your good or to give in to sinfulness. Rather, take this freedom and do what with it? He says, but serve one another through love. So Paul says, look, you have a freedom, but it is not a freedom for selfish fleshly desires that are going to draw you apart from the Lord or cause sinfulness in your life, but instead, we are free to love one another. <clears throat> well, that's a pretty good deal. This next verse sums it up. For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. Boy, that pretty much, that pretty much says it all. 
You know, that's what Jesus himself said when the guy said, Hey, look, what's the most important thing? Jesus said, Look, love God with all you got. I'm paraphrasing there. And love your neighbor just like you love yourself. That sums it up. And Paul is, is, is quoting right here the same thing that Jesus said. Look, you are free in Christ, so love Jesus. Don't run from him. Don't be led astray. Love him with all you got and love your neighbor as yourself. For these people who had been caught up in this desire to fulfill the law and living in this burden, Paul is saying, look, you have a freedom. Don't use the freedom to sin. But look, use your freedom to serve one another. And if you want to fulfill the law, then love your neighbor. Look out for other people and treat them just like you would treat yourself. If you wouldn't go for a couple of days without eating food and you see somebody that hadn't eaten a couple of days, then give them some food. If you wouldn't uh, go a couple of days without wearing clothes and you see somebody in need of clothes, then give them clothes. I think that there are lots of applications in our life that we could say, God, what are some areas that we make it help? What are some areas that we would never allow ourselves to, to suffer in that way? But maybe there are opportunities that God sometimes places before us, and we don't take those opportunities. But what we should do is love our neighbor as ourselves. This next part's tough, and this next part we need to hear. This is, this is important. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. So Paul is saying, look, you don't have to fight and feud. You don't have to say, well, I believe this and I believe that, and we're going to fuss and feud, and we're going to be on these separate sides. Again, this is fresh on our mind. We think about politics. We think about politics. And I believe that part of the reason our country is the way it is is because you got, you got this group and you got this group, and this one ain't going to give in to nothing that this one says, and that one's not going to give in to nothing, and this one's going to talk about that one, and that one's going to talk about that one. And as a result of backbiting and devouring one another... Everybody is going to suffer. So Paul is saying, look, live together in harmony and love one another. Don't fuss and feud and argue with each other because that's not going to be beneficial for anybody. And those words are good for us to hear too. We need to remember that when we are tempted to gossip or we're tempted to say something about somebody. When we are tempted to do that or, or fuss and feud or argue with somebody about something, we need to remember those words. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out or you will be consumed by one another. We are not each other's enemy. I don't, I don't believe that Democrats and Republicans or Republicans necessarily have to be each other's enemies. They have different views, and some of which are, are very differing. But we, as Americans, should all pull together in the same direction for the good of the country. And we, as Christians, are no different. We may, we may differ sometimes on some things, but we don't want to begin to devour one another and become enemies with other Christians we have an enemy, it is Satan, and he's roaring around, he's, on, he's prowling around like a lion looking for someone to devour. We already have an enemy who is super powerful. And so we don't need to be enemies with one another. Rather, we need to love one another. We don't want to use our, our, our license of freedom as a license to do just anything and everything so that grace may abound all the more, nor do we want to find ourselves living in legalism. We want to make Jesus in the center. We want to keep Jesus at the center of everything we do, at the center of every choice we make. And when we keep Jesus at the center, it's not going to be hard for us to love each other. It doesn't mean that we might not sometimes fuss and feud and fight, but when Jesus is in the center, it means that we are going to be able to forgive each other and we are going to be able to work through whatever the enemy may throw our way. So let's keep Jesus 
in the center. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you and thank you for your good word tonight. And I pray that you would just be with us, dear Lord. I, I pray that you would help each one that's here, God, that we have heard your word tonight. And maybe I didn't do a good job or maybe I forgot something or didn't make a point that should have been made. But God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would take your word, God, not, not what I said, but that people here would, would read your word, dear Lord, and that we would, we would just soak it in, God. I pray that you would help us to have a genuine love for one another, and we do, dear Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you that we have that love. And I pray that you help us not to fall into that trap of, of going to the extreme of being legalistic or going to the extreme of, of, of using our freedom as a license to sin. Dear Lord, we don't want to be guilty of either of those things, and, and maybe sometimes we are. So help us to see that and help us to repent of that. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.